Welcome back to the Book Report Podcast with Allie and Rach. I'm Rach. And I'm Allie. And first things first, it's Rach's birthday. Hey. <laughs> hey, girl. So happy birthday to you. Cheers. Cheers. I love that we've both podcasted on our birthdays now. It's I It's like know. we have this mo- memento to look back on. <laughs> the rest of the neighborhood's hanging out tonight, and we were coming home from my birthday dinner, and my husband was like, do you really want to do this tonight, or do you want to stay and hang out? And like, I want to do it. Yeah, it's fun. We can uh-huh. always go hang out after. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I love doing this. Yeah, it's fun. Well... Today, we are doing the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. Yes. This is another fantastic cover. Oh my gosh. My kids asked me what I was reading, Mm -hmm. and I told them the title, and they were like, that's why there's vampire marks on the peaches. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yes, I love that you caught on. It's a good one. It's not as kitschy as some of the others. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful cover. cover. I'm going to take some time in our podcast recording to read some one-star reviews on Goodreads. <gasps> oh, and yes. Sometimes not fun. I think it's going to be fun tonight. Okay. But a lot of them were like the most beautiful cover. It and is. then dot, dot, dot. Oh, oh, I can't <laughs> wait to really, get into this. I think this. this is one of my favorite covers of any book I've read. Okay, okay. But we, I actually do have a cocktail in mind for later. But yeah. tonight in true busy mom yeah. life faction hey it's your birthday you can do what you want <laughs> we're drinking wine out of coffee cups yes which i felt that. that felt really good too yeah it's like book clubby <laughs> it feels very book clubby for our own personal book club mm-hmm. do you want to tell us about the cocktail you have in mind or yes so i think it's gonna have peaches and white wine mm. which felt real southern yeah to me i want to do something like a slushy Nashville has a bunch of these bars that are famous for their, they always have some kind of slushy going. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to model it after that. So I'm going to play around with Fun. drinking a lot of white wine this week. Yeah, get <laughs> it, girl. Change the things up. down. And yeah. So do you want me to jump right in? Yeah, let's go for it. I mean, this is the fastest we've ever jumped right in, but let's do it. I have nothing else to say. I read this book, pro- I think I read it over the summer or I read it... I th- uh, it, it was, was a like long time end ago. End of summer, it feels like. Mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, I remember you not being able to put it down. Mm-hmm. I read mm-hmm. it in like two days, and it's a pretty. I mean, it's not a long book, and it's probably bigger print because I'm really old now. No, it looks but, like normal print. Oh wow, you marked a page. I marked. I marked a page. I did that. Mm-hmm. I really liked. <laughs> oh okay, okay, okay. Our first. I've, d- no, I've, done, I've done it a few. I've really? done it a few times. Yeah, I like notating. Oh, okay. But I borrow your books a lot, so I have to do the post-it note instead, oh, of, thank you. instead of writing in the book. I love it. So Goodreads describes this book as fried green tomatoes and steel magnolias meet Dracula, mm-hmm. which I love a good meat statement. And which we only know about because of Emily C. Whitson. Emily she C. informed Whitson. us <laughs> what those are. I don't know if she still listens to the podcast, but I'm going to start telling her that we name drop her every single week. Like every episode. (laughs) It normally has to do with a meat statement, Emily. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the whole book is pretty problematic. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. And then let me, (laughs) let me just take this opportunity to read one of the one star reviews because I felt personally attacked. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, when, yeah, we, there's there's so much to dig into on this one. 
There really is. Okay. People's refusal to see sexism and harmful representation when it looks them straight in the face is what led this book to having such great reviews. Some even applaud the male author for being so good at writing female characters, and I sit here flabbergasted, trying to make my brain comprehend how they came to that conclusion. I, yeah, I've, I've kept this, I've kept my so many thoughts and opinions guarded on this one, and I wanted to talk mm-hmm. to you about it so bad. Ooh, I'm so. so excited. Okay, well, so before we start talking about the problematic stuff, I loved the camp. Yeah. This was, from page one, super campy. It felt cheesy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think he wrote the female characters well. I felt like I didn't he think wrote he did them either. as a man. Yeah. I, you, I, it was another book. You know, we've talked about, there's a few books mm-hmm. where I'm like reading. I'm like, it, what is this author? And I was like, oh, of, yeah, mm-hmm. I could tell it was a guy. Of yeah. course. No, I, and I, that didn't bother me at all. It, it, I felt it, like the characters were supposed to be. It was a campy, like, gothic I, I think I expected much more campy than it was. Mm. And so I would not have said it's a very campy book because oh, I thought okay. it was going to be, like, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or just very – I thought they were literally going to slay multiple vampires. Like, a like woman a, gets eaten by rats. I mean, yeah. It is – there's definitely that. But then it feels like it all kind of ends. And gets mm-hmm. very serious and problematic. And I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it threw me for a loop. Yeah. Okay. Well, Started that's, out campy, um, though. Okay. That was, that was a high. We'll start on that high. Okay. The hyperdramatic way it's written, I absolutely, I loved yeah. it. Like, yeah. I, the first paragraph, I think I took a picture of it and sent it to you or sent mm-hmm. someone. I was like, oh, I already love this book. Uh-huh. There are problems. Yeah. Lots of questions about men writing women. And I feel like I I knew that I didn't look up anything about the writer. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about him. All of his covers are really interesting looking. Yeah. He mostly writes what looks like kind of campy horror mm-hmm. things. I think there's one about IKEA called Horror Store. <laughs> that would be a fun. Um, read. <laughs> there's one about a group of girls that where all of their friends died, and it's called the Final Girl Support Group. There's another one called Oh How to Sell Your Haunted House. Mm-hmm. So they all feel. Like kind of cheesy okay and it, it didn't bother me it didn't bother me that the the women were not well written I just felt like it was part of it they were he was writing them as a stereotype yeah and I read them as a stereotype yeah not as serious women female like characters. each one of them is a stereotype of a southern woman you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like a different version yeah so that was another problematic thing I feel like people might see is women being written as stereotypes black women being mm-hmm. written and stereotypes and I guess it's easier for me to be okay with a white woman because I am a white woman and we do a lot of things that yeah I mean I do a lot of things that probably fit lots of stereotypes yeah but white women (laughs) but because I don't know I I identified the stereotypes of black women more harshly Mm -hmm. because yeah that just didn't feel good yeah it's easier to make fun of yourself than you see, like, this white man yeah. writing black women characters. And you're like, ooh. In a way that's, like, cringy. Like, that, that's not okay. Well, it didn't feel okay to me. Yeah. And then I put fuck the patriarchy, patriarchy, but I felt like this was just making fun of the way yeah. the world is set up. Like, I didn't think. Yes. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Do we, 
Do you want to give some background to the, or to like summary the? Oh yeah. Okay. Summarize that a little bit. Here's my Because I'm going to get into summary. a lot of. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. Details. The book is basically about a stranger moving into this really close-knit, Mount Pleasant, South mm-hmm. Carolina neighborhood, and the main character, Patricia Campbell, is who he moves in next to, and she thinks he's creepy. She mm-hmm. can't put her finger on it, but she doesn't like him. Yeah. And then, I can't remember what happened. Maybe he was just really nice to her. And treated her well because she started to kind of be attracted to him. Well, there was a weird dynamic. First of all, she gets her ear eaten off by his aunt. That's right. <laughs> it's like the first chapter. This lady's going to take her garbage out. This is when I was way into the book. Okay, uh-huh. like this part of it. Here mm-hmm. for it. She goes to take her garbage out, and she's like, "Oh, I hate taking it out because it's so spooky over on that side of the house." And then her elderly neighbor is rabid uh-huh. and attacks her and bites her ear off. That's right. And she has to be put in the hospital. The aunt die. The elderly lady dies. Turns out it's her nephew, nephew is the stranger who has moved mm-hmm. into town. And he's moved into her house because he was, like, taking care of her or something. And that's how they okay. meet. Yes. So Patricia, I mean, bad first impression. Mm-hmm. But she at one point tries to bring him a pie or something. Yeah, she takes him like a casserole. Uh Uh-huh, because his aunt just died, and she finds him sleeping. Like, she just walks into his house, and she thinks he's dead, and he's alive, and she just, like, freaks out when he wakes up, and... And he's real weird. He's, like, really sketchy. really, really sketchy and weird. I don't remember him being described as handsome until, like, later in the book. I don't remember his description at all. Yeah. I didn't picture anyone, because I don't remember Mm -hmm. what he was supposed to look like. And... So the the stranger, his name is James Harris, starts coming over to their house more often. Yeah. And becomes friends with her husband. And at first her husband thinks he's creepy. Yeah. But she starts to almost become attracted to him, right? Like I I he I don't really remember that her part. Attention and it's short lived. Yeah. Because his he's creepy. He's <laughs> so freaking creepy. He befriends her kids. She has two kids that are older, like teenagers, and uh, Corey and Blue. Mm-hmm. The names in this story are yeah funny, but she learns from the woman that is taking care of her mother-in-law at the house that there's kids and Miss Green. Miss Green is the caretaker in her neighborhood that have been going missing. No mm-hmm. one really cares about them, and I don't think Patricia really cares about them either. No, Miss Green is black and lives in a mm-hmm. blo- mostly black neighborhood, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, finds out that it, – it, also, it's worth noting in the background of all of this, there's a book club going on. Patricia's part of a book club. Oh, yes. The Southern Book Club. <laughs> the Southern Book Club who are reading, like, true crime yeah, stuff. So, and so they're kind of, like, into figuring all of this out and start to piece, like, James is creepy and Miss Greenman Jones, mm-hmm. like, kids are going missing in her neighborhood and they're invested. And so, yeah, I don't – I think she somewhat cares about Miss Green, but I think – Honestly, they're more interested in the solving what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a the book club comes about. I guess in Mount Pleasant, there was this pretty pretentious yeah. uppity woman that had them reading really boring books. And at the book club that you meet Patricia in and all of these other ladies, Patricia's supposed to host and talk mm-hmm. about the book, and she's like BSing her way through it. Yeah, 
like we all have done at some point in our <laughs> like lives. Like we've probably done on this podcast. I have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. One book. I didn't read. No, we have. It's fine. I'm not judging you at all. I'm um, just saying everyone BSs things. Yeah. And the way she does it is just like exactly how. You would all. We would you, all you would try all do to do it. it. Yeah. You. I feel like the most real part of that character was when she was. Yes. Moving through that book. Yes. That she had never read. So. Anyway, they all get kicked out because no one read the book. Uh-huh. And as they're in the parking lot, the women in the book club are Kitty, Slick, Grace, Mary Ellen, and Patricia. Mm-hmm. And the first book they read as part of their new book club is The Stranger Beside Me. Yeah. <laughs> which is so funny. Uh-huh. Um, but every character in the book club is like a very specific stereotype yeah like a religious one and a mom mom one yeah and and a prissy pants one and that just didn't bother me yeah and now that i'm reading all these goodreads i mean it's like staring you straight in the face but i just expected that Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. out of a cheesy yeah that's true that's true almost like in a horror film there's yeah types of characters like you can expect in every time but yeah so she i don't remember her feeling attracted to james harris but he does start coming around more and more befriending everyone they realize there's these kids going missing in the black neighborhood and they patricia starts to piece together that she thinks james at first she thinks james is dealing drugs Mm -hmm. and killing these kids or assaulting children yeah there's so many trigger warnings to this book. We should probably put a mm-hmm. thing at the beginning that's just like trigger warning on sexual assault. Lots well, of things. The dog doesn't die. No, oh, he does at the very end. Oh, he did? Yeah, just of old age. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's the dog doesn't die. Yeah, that's not uh, a trigger warning. But yeah, there's a lot of trigger warnings. They try – she's just, basically the whole story. She's just suspecting James Harris. She does start to piece together. She actually finds him attacking a child mm-hmm. in the black neighborhood. And every time she catches him, he just brushes it off and makes her feel like she's the crazy one. And that she is – Her husband she didn't or – well, ev- him, yeah, everyone. him and her husband. And then you get to this point where you find out he, James Harris, has been going behind her back, as have all of the men in the town, and doing this business, this lucrative real estate business oh deal gosh, that James... Grace K. Is yes, okay. Grace Key. Isn't it C-A-Y pronounced Key? I think it's... Oh, I thought it was K. It probably is Key. I don't know. No, I'm um, judging. I'm second There's this, like, religious, yeah. gated neighborhood... And he's like their primary investor. So all the husbands Mm -hmm. are like, well, well, you're crazy. We know him better than you. We're in business with him. Don't screw this up for us Don't screw this up trying to accuse him of your crazy talk. And they're all getting rich. Mm -hmm. So every time Patricia brings up something else crazy that happens – I think she, I mean she gets committed. Yeah, she they he commits her. To I think that her husband gives her a prescription for antidepressants or anti-anxiety, mm-hmm. and in that moment, I hated this part. I did too. It just feels like I mean I I know that feeling like no one is listening to me. I have to get everyone's attention. I mean I know that feeling from being a child. Yes. Like yeah. My only I just have to do something like do something desperate. Desperate, and so she takes all the pills and gets. Hospitalized, yeah, hospitalized which furthers everyone's case that mm-hmm. you know she's this crazy 
babbling woman, but I hated, I didn't and like that part. Also the whole time, I, there's so many things I keep forgetting about. Mm-hmm. This is the worst summary <laughs> we've ever done. But she, so in the beginning, her mother-in-law is living with them. Mm-hmm. She, her mother-in-law is kind of senile. And when James Harris comes over, she's like, I know you, Hoyt Pickens. You can't fool anyone. I have a picture of you somewhere. And they just think she's crazy. She comes mm-hmm. out like butt-ass naked one time, starts yelling at him. And it's like, oh, crazy Miss mm-hmm. Mary. But Miss Mary is very strangely and violently attacked by a horde of rats. Her and Miss Green and mm-hmm. the dog Ragtag mm-hmm. are all like rats oh, rag infest tag. their house. Insane. Yeah, uh-huh. Ragtag. And kill the mother-in-law. She's eaten alive by rats. This is also when it's still campy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, her ear gets eaten fuck? off. Then this woman gets like picked clean by, by rats. rats. And Miss Green survives the attack. Ragtag survives the attack. But the mother-in-law dies. But you know in the back in the back of your head, oh, she has a moment of clarity right before she dies where she tells what happened and she's like when i was a little girl there was a man hoyt pickens who just showed up in town one day and all the men in town trusted him but i knew he was like killing our all our kids he was stealing Mm -hmm. babies and killing them and they major trigger warning here for lynching they uh accuse a he accuses a hoyt pickens aka james harris accuses Mm -hmm. a black man in town of doing it who they i have forgotten that and that's when I, I almost didn't finish this book. I put it down and didn't read it for like a week. That's why I was behind mm-hmm. reading it. Because I was like, this is, you're using a lynching in a vampire story. That feels mm-hmm. cheap. And anyway, I have more thoughts on that. But mm-hmm. that we will get to. But yeah, the mother-in-law dies. She knows all this stuff. And she's told Patricia all this stuff. She dies. And then her ghost comes back. Or like she oh, dreams about her. There's like a, she's like a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Or she dreams about her or something. No, she shows up at that. Yes. And she's like, it's Hoyt Pickens. I have a photo. Then you turn. It turns out Miss Green has the photo. Mm-hmm. And so it is this old photo from the 20s of James Harris, aka Hoyt Pickens, which further proves Patricia has like all this proof. She mm-hmm. sees him eating a child. She has a picture of him from the 1920s. She's walked in on him not being able to go, like, go into the sunlight. All these things and just know what all the men in her life are like, you're going to fuck up our business deal. Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut. Take these pills. And then I'm trying to remember what happens next. She gets the photo from Miss Green and she gives it to no one else in the book club wants to be a part of it anymore. Yeah. There's a whole – everyone is on board initially. I feel like there's some part of them they are like, the men in our lives are – they have to believe us. We've got to protect our community. And they go to the police, and the police are kind of yeah in on it mm-hmm. because they're investing. Everyone's in, invested everyone's, in this real estate deal. Yeah. So – I don't know. All of the husbands get upset with their wives. They're not allowed to do the book club anymore. And one of them had told their husband it was, it was a, Bible a Bible study, study which slick. actually was a scene that made me laugh out loud. When all the husbands come, there's this big scene where they mm-hmm. all come and the women are like, you know, we've been doing this book. Club. One of the other husbands is like, yeah, they go to this book club. It's filling their minds with trash. And the one husband's like, book club, it's a Bible study. <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> but so she gets the picture no one else will talk to her about mm-hmm. it. And she calls Slick, who she was the one that was, I think she's the Bible study mm-hmm. girl. She, she is. Was telling her husband was Bible study. And Slick comes over, looks at the photo, and is 
believes her. Believes her. Yeah. So she takes the photo mm-hmm. because she's going to get her husband on board. I forget like why. Is he a cop? Had the photo. No. Was he? I don't think. Oh, there was like a connection. Yeah. With why she took the photo. But that night she tells her husband he gets upset and he, he think he called James Harris. Mm-hmm. And so James Harris knows about it. And James Harris, as his vampire self, rapes Slick. Trigger yes. warning. God, I'm so, we should like. We have to label it before. Yeah. Maybe. Rapes Slick, tears up the photo. And Slick is, I guess Slick, after the attack, Slick calls Patricia and is like mumbling and mm-hmm. Patricia comes over and she has like black ooze coming mm-hmm. out of her and and she starts getting sicker and sicker yeah. like something infected her yeah so they come up with a plan that they like have to no one believes them so they have to get rid of James Harris mm-hmm. and they do <laughs> in a very disturbing fashion <laughs> they <laughs> somehow He's on a business trip. Oh. And Miss Green volunteers to clean his house because mm-hmm. she's a house cleaner with a group that is hired to clean houses in the neighborhood. Yeah. They were trying to find proof. Well, still. I was thinking even after that, when they, they found proof. They found that, like, Francine's head in his they attic. found, like, a body in his attic. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find proof, but get caught. It's all this mess. It just becomes a mess uh-huh. to the point. And then Patricia catches him james harris he feeds on people in like a weird way like he doesn't kill them like a normal vampire he bites their thighs like bites their thigh and he says he has to like use their blood i don't know so finds him feeding on her teenage daughter mm-hmm. and still I, I i don't know doesn't kill him then and there somehow i read all this so fast like the repeating it now sounds so absolutely it's bananas bananas are right, so the next day she's like we got to get rid of him I'm going to speed through this part and you're going to be like, what the fuck? But this is what happens because mm-hmm. I just read it. They stat, she goes and she, Patricia goes over to his house and is like, I want you, I want you to take the place of my husband. You, my, you, my kids love you. Like feed mm-hmm. on me, not my daughter, all this stuff. And he's like, I see right through you. You're just trying to trap me, mm-hmm. but I'll take you up on it. Uh, and also reveals that all of their husbands, when they go out of town on business trips, are sleeping with other women. Mm-hmm. He's like, your husbands are all trash. Let me step into your life. So he feeds on Patricia and all the other book club women bust in and like stab him in the spine so he can't really move. But he can heal himself. So he's slowly healing. And they cut him up into little pieces. He's talking to them the whole time they're doing this. Mm-hmm. They cut him up into little pieces, put it all in separate bags, take him to the like where you burn medical waste, mm-hmm. wherever, what incinerator. Yeah. And that's the end of James Harris. Well, he keeps talking. He keeps talking yeah. in the black bags. He's mm-hmm. like in pieces in the black bags and still talking. And then Patricia goes home and it divorces her husband. The dog dies of old age, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And the kids live with Patricia instead of the husband. But then Slick also dies. Yeah. I think they called it cancer. Yeah. So but. it's kind of a bummer ending to me. Mm-hmm. It, it it felt a little redemptive yeah. when the kids chose, chose Patricia. Because yeah. I feel like her husband, 
had tried so hard to mm-hmm. was it Carter? Carter. To kind of demonize her yeah. and make her seem crazy and she didn't love them or whatever, which is like yeah. all stuff I hate. But when they chose her, like her yeah, that was is redemptive. Such it a dick. Felt redemptive for her, like mm-hmm. even though so many things went bad. Mm-hmm. But and then all the men ended up really poor, and yeah, they all they lost their money when James Harris. Yeah, that was kind of nice. Yeah, I so this one was almost a DNF for me. Oh, according to Goodreads, many people DNF. I got to the lynching scene, mm-hmm. and it went from so campy. And it's, it's not even like a scene. It's just what happens. Mm-hmm. And I also, I am from the Deep South where like that is yeah. ingrained in the history of my birth mm-hmm. culture and place. And it for it to just be this passing thing this woman says. Yeah. Like, oh, and then they like, he blamed on this black man. So all the men in town mm-hmm. got him and killed him. I'm like, this feels like it was supposed to be a campy book. Mm-hmm. And if it's not campy, uh, it's a total shift right now, and I'm com- trying to come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. If it is campy and you're throwing this in, I hate you. Yeah. Do you think a book, a horror book in the South, like it should just leave that out? I like, don't know. So this is yeah, what I went okay. back and forth on is, uh-huh. but if this is based in the South and it is something going on in the 1920s, that is not unrealistic because it is part of mm-hmm. our history. Yeah. I think it was mostly the way it was. Uh, this woman's ear got eaten off by a vampire, then rats yeah, attacked, rats. and then this real awful, horror, yeah. horrific thing thrown in there kind of casually really mm-hmm. did bother me and upset me. Yeah. And I don't think it's okay. I You could have written that one million different ways. Mm-hmm. And I picked it back up. And I didn't like him. I didn't mind the way he was writing the women as kind of stereotypical mm-hmm. Southern women until that happened. And then I was like, well, fuck you for that, too. And I got mm-hmm. really mad. Then I read some reviews and people, a lot of folks were saying that this book really does tackle a lot of like race and misogyny and almost is, is bringing across the point that systemic racism is what allowed this whole black neighborhood to be missing children for Mm. years and years and years and no one care. Mm. And without that like piece of, without highlighting systemic racism or it it was like, it was like highlighting systemic racism through this horror story or whatever. And I agree with that. And that is one of the things that I marked when it got to this point, I really enjoyed, not enjoyed. So you would have DNF'd at like 25%. Oh, like I was on page like 70 something. So when Kitty, I think it's Kitty and Patricia are going to the black neighborhood to talk to Miss Mrs. Green where she lives, she starts telling them all these stories about children going missing, people disappearing, it, these really awful stories. And Patricia and Kitty keep saying, "Well, but the police thought it was an accident. The police said this or mm-hmm. it wasn't in the papers. There's no way this is all yeah. true. They can't comprehend that this isn't true." That these things, Mrs. Green, who they know and trust, mm-hmm. they think she's wrong. And they say, but if the police thinks think it was an accident, Patricia began, the police think all kinds of things, Mrs. Green said, doesn't make them true. I haven't seen anything in the paper, Kitty protested. The paper doesn't talk about what happens in Six Mile. And that is to me when it started becoming more of a, mm-hmm. I don't know, 
it, it was a deeper subject matter than just a horror story. Yeah. But, and I, I think that's, to me, also very, very true for a lot of white people, as you think. Well, I didn't hear on about the surface, it. I didn't hear about this. Mm-hmm. If this was really going on in these, if, you know, systemic racism was true yeah. or police were killing black men or these th- horrible, the prison system was as bad as it is, we'd hear about it. And that's just mm-hmm. not true. And mm-hmm. so I did, if, there were things I appreciated the way it was written. But yeah, almost a DNF. I'm glad I gave it another shot, but I still do think there. It could have been better. He could have if, left out a lot of the problematic uh-huh. things and it still have done that. Uh-huh. And yeah, I struggled with it, but I did. It was, I ended up enjoying the book, but I just wish it was. Good. Well, Rachel Kelly said the only redeeming quality <laughs> this book has is that the cover is pretty. <laughs> I also think it was pretty, Rachel. Wow, what a train wreck, says through Shara. I, I do think it's a train wreck. I think that's a valid, as we described the summary. Do you think it's supposed to be a train wreck? Like, do you think, when it, thinking about, like, what I, I've never read a book like this. Mm-hmm. I've never read any of his other books either. Do you think, I don't know, like, the, like, what's the point I don't know. I was reading. There's a Nashville TikToker. His name is the Bookie Man, mm-hmm. and he just read it by Stephen King. Oh, and like I love the movie. Yeah. I've never read the book before, either. but I thought the movie was fun and scary and like a wild ride. But he had said the book it had a lot of the same like stereotypes. Extremely racist. Yeah, like the way women are portrayed. Everything felt very misogynistic. He's like, I cannot believe this book was released and then never edited mm-hmm. again. Uh, the movie fixed a lot of it because the movie didn't have some of that stuff. But, man, I was thinking about Stephen King, who I, I think Stephen King is a wonderful writer. Mm-hmm. I think he's – I don't know a ton about him. I just know his books are make really interesting movies. But he's changed a lot. Like, he's – Yeah. You know, he incorporates – different kinds of people in his stories now and um but yeah like what were how could have a book like this be fixed and well I'll just start there like well I one I think this is a book probably that what maybe I'm wrong I'm gonna say this maybe I'm wrong we're trying a lot into, of what like, we say is wrong probably wrong and normally what Rach says is wrong. <laughs> Me too. Allie girl. is much Me more too. thoughtful than Rach. I think this is a book for white people mm-hmm. to get a glimpse into systemic racism. Like if you're, Ooh, if you, I take. would not think mm-hmm. a black person, and I don't know because I'm not a black person, mm-hmm. but I would think you would pick this up and be like, this is upsetting. All the black characters are the mm-hmm. help. Yeah. And they're killing they're killing people off in this neighborhood there's yeah. hence some of the characters when they pull up into the black neighborhood and there's like a bunch of teenage boys hanging around who you find out are just really protective of their neighborhood because there's children going missing mm-hmm. but you can tell the two white women pulling up don't feel comfortable and are probably having scared. racist thoughts and they're yeah. scared and it's infuriating me so i would mm-hmm. assume if you're a black person you're like this is trash if you're a white person you probably read through this whole book and you're like i'm trash 
which mm-hmm. is the point of uncovering your own racist yeah. tendencies. So I would first say, I think this is probably, if you're a white person, I think there's some benefits to reading things that help you uncover, like see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. When you play a story all the way through, you're like, wow, I can see where the racism yeah. played out and like how communities were harmed from it and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So maybe it should come with a disclaimer of this is to help white people uncover. I mean, do you think like... <laughs> Take a look at yourselves. I mean, do you think a book like this should have a place? Do you think a campy horror book should be tell like I yeah, I think it can. I think mm-hmm. any genre of thing can that can uncover hard truths. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do I think this was a great Example. go at that? Mm-hmm. Meh. Yeah. I don't know. I think it did it and so Probably am more fine with people trying to do it and failing at it than mm-hmm. like never trying and never starting those conversations. We've talked about this before. I'm probably going to listen back to this podcast in 20 years and be like, I was so freaking wrong on so much stuff. Yeah. I'd rather have conversations mm-hmm. than and be wrong or have someone call me out and say, you're wrong on that. That's a – Yeah. Sh- or you're doing something shitty or saying something shitty. I'd rather that happen than never – have the conversation to begin with yeah so i think so i don't know i haven't read any i mean what do you think i didn't look into any there i mean as i was reading it you knew the the obvious like yeah and but i didn't see i mean sometimes before we record a podcast you're like what what are people saying about this that maybe we're not seeing yeah we do that and then we try to like talk about it i think i did it less because i i I knew uh-huh. it, this is a book set in the South where I'm from mm-hmm. about some kind of asshole white women, which I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I didn't feel I didn't go and dig around and yeah. uncover stuff because I was like, well, I know coming from my perspective when I think of this, even him being a man writing all of it. And I will say that bothered me. We t- talked about this. Mm-hmm. That bothered me less because I actually think the men were undeniably assholes in this. This yeah. is revealing the patriarchy of the South and mm-hmm. how dangerous it is and what it feels like to be in that. Yeah. I feel like it took – so a lot of what you have said makes me feel even more shallow for what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I feel like the this, the absolute cheese of the book took me out of yeah. – the lessons being learned in a kind of icky way. Like I, I like it helped you be, look past the things you maybe should have looked me, past. Yeah. Like it helped me sail past a lot of the things that you have said because I was on this crazy journey mm-hmm. through this fun setting. Yeah. In, you know, South Carolina, which is yeah beautiful, but spooky. Yeah. And, yeah, I think – and just the way people died was just so, like, outlandish. And the things that were happened were just so crazy that I didn't see a lot of the things that you have said. No, I think you did. I mean, you pointed it out in the beginning. There's so much problematic stuff. You knew it. Yeah, but it just and it just didn't bother me yeah. because I, I thought it was all silly. Yeah, maybe that's the um, problem with trying to incorporate. And that's why I think, like, the things yeah. that you have brought up are – super serious and like to throw in a lynching like come on man like yeah. that's that's disgusting mm-hmm. and 
just to like lay, layer that in. Yeah. It, how do you do that in a way in this kind of story that you could do that better? There's, I mean, apparently I mean, he writes a lot of books that a lot of people read. Let's see it. Grady, but I haven't like watched any I, interviews with him. Yeah, I don't either. know how he's responded to this. His Instagram. We may release this p- podcast and be like, oh shit, we d- we dipped our toes into some problematic waters or like <laughs> there's lots of conversation. It didn't seem to me in the brief looks I did like people weren't apparently on Goodreads they were, but there wasn't a ton of discussion about the mm-hmm. problematic nature. I've been thinking a lot about, God, how long is the podcast so far? Do we have time? 38 minutes. Okay. Well, you can include this or you don't have to. But it could be something, a, th- a thread mm-hmm. of, that we talk about as we read books. But the hashtag, what was the re- hashtag that Emily had talked about? We've um, tried to recall this hashtag in several episodes and can never remember it. Oh, my God. Something voices? Known voices? No. Voices. What is it? Emily. Basically, you write from what you know, mm-hmm. not trying to write from someone else's perspective. And I see a need for that mm-hmm. in a, almost every book that I've read of a, like in the last season mm-hmm. I felt like the books that we read for from a Mexican woman about Mexico was so rich yes and I loved it mm-hmm. um and then we read Bridget Kimmerer's book mm-hmm. where that's not her experience yeah and I loved that book yeah. and and here's a man writing about women, a white man writing about black women and yeah. black communities. And can it ever be done in a way that isn't harmful to someone? And I don't I think I think there's a world where we could get there. I think minority voices are so unheard mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. we hear from them so much less. That right now, it feels worth lifting up those voices. Yeah. Like, that should be the primary focus. And, like, great. If we get to a world where there's true equality and mm-hmm. maybe we can read. But there's, I think there's a way to do elements of it. Like, to me, the Curse of Dark and Lonely, Bridget Kimmerer's book, it wasn't the sole focus. It was, mm-hmm. like, a part of that character. And there were elements of it in the story. But the story wasn't, like, I'm trying to write about the the, like, life of someone with cerebral palsy and that's like the point of the story it was like i'm gonna write a fantasy book and i'm gonna have some representation in here and i'm gonna try to do it well i there's got there's a way i thought she'd do it bridget if you're listening yes like that's like our example we always come back to love those books a great i I think there's probably a way Mm -hmm. don't know that we're in a world where it's easy and it's a very complicated complex issue so if you're gonna try it you're probably gonna get it wrong sometimes Mm -hmm. that's how i feel yeah i don't know when we bring up Taylor Jenkins Reid, yeah. we've quite a few times, but I mean, so in the book we read last season, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, I mean, would you say that her heritage was important to her character? Her heritage and her sexual orientation? Yes, I would say. Okay. Her sexual Maybe, orientation. I would say at least her sexual orientation. To me, that one is an example of how not to, it's like, let's mm-hmm. layer on all these things and yeah. try to tackle it. Yeah. And then do it, and then get called out on it, and do it again. Mm-hmm. I haven't read not. the last book. No, nah, I probably won't. <laughs> I probably won't. But it's a it's an interesting conversation to me. She's I think really it's good friends about. with Tia Williams, huh? Who Tia Williams wrote? No, not Seven Days in June. Which one did she write? It wasn't. 
Such a fun age. Mm. Okay. That no, such a fun age was Kylie Reed. Yeah, that was Kylie She's Reed. not friends with Kylie Reed. It's Seven Days in June. Seven Days in She's June. really good friends with her. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think if you, I don't know, again, I'm not an author either. Mm. I would think it would probably get boring for me to write 20 million books over the course of my life about a white woman from South Alabama. Like, I'd probably mm. want to try to explore different mm. points of view. I think it's just complicated and you're probably going to get it wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I can't stop thinking about it because I don't, I get it. Like I'm. Yeah. But there's so many great stories. I don't know that. And I, again, it's just never going to feel fair because mm-hmm. minority voice, there's not enough authors of color or like books about characters from the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. or it, there's, it doesn't exist in a fair space. Yeah. So it's going to feel extra. I've even thought about. Odd. So I try to create hashtags on the end of our TikTok videos. Because we're so good at TikTok. We know <laughs> oh what we're God. doing. We are so not good at TikTok. There's, and if I'm if so bad at someone it. Someone could peek into the life of Rach and how long. Oh, I have started same. emailing myself my hashtags so I can copy Stop. and paste. It takes me so long. I cannot type. Someone give us a lesson. Oh, Evey. But I was trying to think of hashtags for the last book we read. Secret Society of Very, Irregular yeah. Witches. The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. And I had all of these witch hashtags. And there is a community of people that identify as a witch. Mm-hmm. It's like, am I making this a joke? Yeah. Did is this you... harmful to the witch community? Okay, like... did you see the interview with one of the, the I don't know the Sanderson sisters' names from mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus, but the girl with the dark hair, the sister uh-huh. with the dark hair. That actress, way back when the first one came out, she was on like Good Morning America and said that she almost didn't take the role because which like paganism or witchcraft mm-hmm. is an actual thing people practice and follow. And she didn't want to. She's like, I just don't want to be an asshole to anyone. I don't want to like be harmful to anyone. And so I really almost didn't take this role. I thought it was what so if, interesting. Like, a spirit of her of- time. And I was saying, that. what if a witch gets mad? I, I wasn't yeah. joking about it. I, mean, I was serious. Where you're like, I just don't want to be an asshole. I just I don't, don't want to be, be an, an asshole. asshole. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't mm-hmm. want to cause problems in the world. Like, I want to learn and do right and be a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth always taking a step and being like, is this? I don't know. So many people just don't do that. Think, mm-hmm. could this be? Even if it seems silly to most of society, just take a step and think. Yeah. I think that's what makes... I don't know. I, I feel like you are the same way. Everyone in our friend group, you, I mean, I, f- I feel like your immediate reaction is probably defensiveness, even if it's just in your head. But all of the people in our friend group and the people that we have surround us in our community yeah, have a spirit of wanting to do better. Mm-hmm. And while your initial reaction might be like, oh my God, well, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, which I feel like is just natural. But everyone's like, but I'm going to do better. I yeah. realize it did. And next time I won't. I say that to my kids all the time mm-hmm. when they, you know, if one of them hurts the other one's feelings or mm-hmm. an accident happens, I think it's in your nature to not want to apologize because it's admitting guilt in your head. Mm-hmm. And we had this discussion today with my oldest about saying you're sorry doesn't mean you're saying you're a bad person. It just means that you something wrong happened Mm -hmm. and whether it was an accident or not an accident 
or whether you didn't do it maliciously, but it was a bad thing, Mm -hmm. it's still, you still need to think about how that made the other person feel and how you could do better next time Mm -hmm. and apologize. And it's not like the end of the world to Mm -hmm. say, whoa, I was really wrong. Or I didn't think about how that would hurt you, hurt someone or how that would contribute to a negative society. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So if there are any witches out there, I swear I wasn't. Oh, what if a witch makes fun of me for this? No, that it didn't that come across that way. It came okay. across very sincere. Okay, that's uh, I swear. <laughs> yeah, no, it came it's across very sincere. You didn't want to like okay. utilize some hashtag that. Well, the hashtag like, actually said witchy reads, and now that I'm saying that out loud again, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know any. I also don't know anything about hashtags or. We also don't coordinate. I'm realizing we don't do coordinate our usage of them. I post things and just make up hashtags and you post things and do them. I don't mm-hmm. go back and see what you've posted. That's, that's, we're just real people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so someone could Can help us with TikTok. Imagine the coordination that would take. As a program manager, yes. And we could oh, do it. Man. But after program managing all day, I don't have the effort. I don't have the capacity to No, do I do not either. I do not want. No. I mean, Let's keep flabbing. I want the pants. capacity. I like the I like the I feeling of we can fly by the seat of our pants. We with definitely this. can, and it's fun. Yeah, let's just keep it up until this is our full time job. Then I'll program manage the shit out of it. Yeah, our Instagram is gonna be so pretty. We'll have spreadsheets galore. Oh, the grids! It'll mm. be great. It's gonna be so great. Have it in Asana, <laughs> Monday.com, whatever you prefer. <laughs> but not yet. For now, you all just have to bear with us and and hear from our sponsor, Monday.com. <laughs> I wish, man. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, so that was our very meandering, chaotic birthday podcast. Birthday podcast that Rach always gets to look back on and listen to. I kind of love the ones that are like this. I really, I, yeah. so I list, just listened to our last week's, or yeah, last week's podcast today. And it would just like made me warm and fuzzy. I'm probably not going to feel that way when I listen to this, but I love. Yeah. Just We're diving in. in some We're diving in. Harder books to talk about. It feels like I'm move. We're we're moving along in life. We're mm-hmm. contributing to deep societal conversations. Mm. You know, oh, that trying makes, to kind of makes me feel important. Kind of scares me <laughs> that they're on the internet forever. But yeah, I'd rather do it. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, speaking of witches, <gasps> <laughs> we do have. We're going back. We're going real spooky. We are going to be doing the year of. The Witching, am I saying that mm-hmm. right? The Year of the Witching. Year of the Witching. I can't want to say Year of the Witch. Uh, this one scared the bejeez out of me. Very excited to chat about it. And yeah, it's we're by Alexis Henderson. Oh, Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. Mm-hmm. Also a good, co- the, co- the covers, man. It's got oh, like man. a really pretty portrait, basically, on mm-hmm. the cover. It's great. You know who I'm going to fan cast for no, Year of the Witching? Don't tell me now. Doesn't matter. She looks just like her on oh, the cover. Oh, just the personal. Yeah. I was, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another week of the Book Report Podcast yeah. with Dallin Rach. Thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.